Welcome to Hop To It. Hey, Trey. Hi, Nay. Are you ready? Ready for what? To pack our house, take our dog, and hop in the car. We got a car. Don't worry about it. It's time to go. Let's go explore and find a new city to call home. Because we are Nay and Trey. The alchemist and the shaman. And it's time for us to hop to to it. It's the moment we've been waiting for, our rating episode. That's right. After four weeks of exploring, this is the episode where we talk about how Imperial Beach scored using our proprietary top secret algorithm. In an ideal world, whichever city we rate the highest is the one that we'll move to and call home. But we like to mix the mundane with a little bit of magic and use our intuition. So we'll leave a little bit of room for that too. Here's how it works. For each city, we rate 16 individual categories that matter to us on a scale of worst to best, generating a score of up to 100 possible points, but no place is perfect. Please remember, this is our personal experience with living in Imperial Beach, and it may be completely opposite to yours. Know that we respect your lived experience, and we hope you'll do the same for us. If you want more details for how we rated Imperial Beach, join our mailing list. The link is in the show note. So, tell me how Imperial Beach scored. You mean the city of big waves and hot salsa, land of the Nulf, naval outlying landing fields, and home of the Kumeyaay people? Yeah, that's the one. Not so fast. We'll tell you at the end of the episode. Since it's the beginning, I'll start with what I noticed. Did you see that seven categories scored a three? Now that's average on our scale. Yes, that stood out to me too, especially because when we ranked Berkeley, it came up with seven categories with a perfect score. I thought that was an interesting parallel. So what were the average categories? Those were one, affordability, two, dog friendly, three, magical spirit, four, political climate, five, restaurants, six, walkability, and seven, coffee and cafes let's talk about just a couple of these average categories all right well i want to start with coffee and cafe (laughs) i think it's a good example like i was neither disappointed nor impressed with the coffee choices in ib like what stood out to me was the differences between them all ib espresso katie's cafe trident coffee yeah those were the three notable places we found I found it really hard to adjust to IB coffee options. For example, the coffee shops didn't sell bags of fresh roasted beans, which was something we were used to. So call us coffee divas. (laughs) But at Katie's Cafe, I asked the barista if I could buy a bag of beans and he directed me to the closest Starbucks. And then I said, oh, that's no fun. I don't come to Imperial Beach to go to a Starbucks. I could do that anywhere. And he's like, oh, well, you can drive down the I-5, take exit, blah, blah. And there's a cool coffee shop over there to buy beans. (sighs) And I told him, no, I'm really looking for a place in Imperial Beach that I can walk to to buy coffee beans. And he said, oh, well, maybe you could just walk to the end of the pier. They have a gift shop there and I think they might sell coffee beans there. 
I just found it disappointing. The limits of choices was hard to get used to. Yeah, and like Trident coffee wasn't what I expected. It was cold coffee on nitro with healthy options and add-ons like keto creamer. What is keto creamer? (laughs) Right, that's what I thought. And they had like stuff I had never seen before. The choices like, what is MCT? Is that like CBD? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) You're right. Nope. It is a emulsified median chain triglyceride oil mix. Huh? Uh, Gosh, I have no idea. We're clearly not their target market. You've got to be a buff, super endurance athlete to get it, I think. Which explains the location right at the trailhead of the San Diego Bayshore Bikeway. Another average category we should touch on is affordability, which also scored a three. This is an important category for us, and we were actually surprised by the fact that the area was somewhat affordable because the rest of San Diego County is so expensive. The housing prices here aren't as bad. You can get a lot of space for your dollar. Yeah, I think the prices are lower because it's like further from San Diego, more blue collar, a little browner than San Diego. Yeah, and I personally think that Imperial Beach is underrated. I noticed a lot of people from further north were saying, why would you ever go down there? (laughs) Yeah, it was specifically, there's a lot of good beaches before you drive that far. Yeah. I agree. But those were beautiful beaches. So underrated, underrated, and a nice find for people. Yeah. Now let's focus on the lows of the highs and lows. Kicking it off with wine and beer category, which we gave it two below average. Now, to be fair, the Mike Hess Brewery was pretty awesome. And City Tacos from North Park. The problem was there were only two breweries that we discovered in the area, but not much else except for some bars. And maybe this isn't so bad for a smaller town. Yeah, like Mike Hess Brewery has two shops in one didn't make any sense on Google Maps. I was like, okay, there's tacos and there's beer, different names. So one was City Taco and one Mm -hmm. was Mike Hess Brewery. That sounds cool. The patio was great. And it was really funny because our service was so on point. It was like, you turn the card over, say you're ready for service. Yeah, they had those little plastic cards with one side that was green that meant you were ready and one side was red meant stay away from my table. Yeah. It was so funny because I was just like, okay, well, let me flip this over to green so we can kind of, you know, prime it, get it ready. Next thing I know, I had no sooner flipped it to green than somebody was over my shoulder ready to take my order. It was amazing. It was like summoning a genie out of a lamp. It was. (laughs) But unfortunately, (laughs) you couldn't get the bill. Like trying to check out of the place was so funny because... When it's on red, nobody comes to you. I guess maybe, did I flip it on yeah, green? Yeah, we flipped it to green. Okay, thank you. And we waited and waited and waited until we could wait no more. Yeah, or drink more, which <laughs> wasn't the goal. Yeah, and we ultimately had to walk out without knowing how much of the bill was a tip versus how much of it was paying for our dinner. Yeah, I'm like, wow, was dinner really that expensive? <laughs> <laughs> But not a, not a knock against them. It no. was just kind of interesting experience. But another low score was actually, I can't, okay, low is almost not low enough. Complete zero score was there's no cannabis. 
who doesn't have cannabis in California? <laughs> so there wasn't any recreational cannabis stores. And you probably could have got a delivery option. Yeah. But that wasn't the point. Delivery doesn't count on our scoring system because we're definitely not giving out points for places that allow Amazon delivery either, for example. <laughs> yep. So let's move on to the high scores. <laughs> she said high scores. <laughs> oh my I gosh. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a segue. A segu, no, a segue. <laughs> Yes, I said high scores. Um, and IB got one perfect five for natural beauty. And that was thanks to the beautiful estuary with all of the egrets and the expansive ocean that we talked about in episode five. And I have to say, I have no egrets about our month in Imperial Beach. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So the rest of the categories in the high range got a four. So let's talk about a few of those. Well, weather in Imperial Beach was above average, which is a rating four on our scale. Yes, Ivy is generally a cool and comfortable place. Since we're only here for a month and it happens to be a rainy month, I found a helpful site that shows weather patterns and annual trends. I'll put a link in the show notes and in our newsletter. Yeah, it was really cool to just see it visually. IB had surprisingly little fog this time of year. Like, I've become really accustomed to the marine lair on the California coast. It's like, go to the beach, rush to get there for sunset. Uh And then it was like Point Reyes. There's this nice little fog lair that just comes in and covers up the sunset. Yeah, that's no fun for sunset chasers like me. No. (laughs) I'm a sunset chaser. (laughs) Nice. It also reminds me, I pulled an upside down sun card from my tarot deck one of those foggy days, because there were a few, and I had to laugh at how literal it was. It was basically telling me, no sun for you today. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't always happen to be so literal. That was pretty cool. (laughs) Since we stayed in Ivy in December and we were lucky enough to get some winter rain, we had some interesting days living right on the coast. The one that stands out to me was the day we had an atmospheric river come over our head. That's a very drenchingly wet rainstorm, basically. And I woke up that morning, went out into the kitchen, and I saw the sea was going sideways literally sideways usually the water was coming you know in from the west this time it was going from south to north sideways and i got seasick standing in the kitchen now i'm not prone to seasickness i actually (laughs) love being on the water on sailboats that's one thing naomi and i don't really share but it was intense it really felt like being on a boat and like the wind is blowing the waves right on the side of the boat But it was just the rocks that were like between us and the beach. But it was just so intense and just so blowing. Yeah. You could feel it from the kitchen. Yeah. I was so anxious that whole day. I was like, should we pack the car? Maybe we should get ready to go because I wasn't sure we weren't going to have seawater in our kitchen in any moment. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that was probably really smart because I wasn't thinking about it. I was kind of like, maybe we just shouldn't go outside. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, if the ocean decided to come in, it'd probably be a good idea to be in the car driving (laughs) away. 
the condo was in a flood area. We stayed on Seacoast Drive, which is kind of between the ocean and then behind us was the estuary. And there was some serious flooding at the end of the road when we got here. Yeah, and that was just from the tide. That wasn't even a storm that caused that flood. So there were even news articles and a photo of it on Twitter. And truly, the area feels like a flood disaster waiting to happen. I actually looked at a condo that was for sale on that street. And it Mm. had a flood factor rating of 10 out of 10, which means (laughs) it's definitely going to flood there at some point. You're saying 10 out of 10 isn't good? (laughs) It's not good on the flood factor scale. (laughs) It's good for a flood. That place, I remember, was actually like on sale the whole time we were there. Yeah. Yeah. Not a hot part of the market. Uh, if that huge rainstorm we experienced happened the same weekend as the King Tide, which it didn't, but if it had, we could have had a very different situation on our hands. Yeah. Well, it was an interesting experience. What I would caution anybody is if your Airbnb has sandbags (laughs) purposely placed there, you might want to think about why. (laughs) Yeah. We did put the sandbags out and during the King Tide that ended up not being needed. But then we put them out again during that atmospheric river. And what happened was the water just started piling up inside the sandbags (laughs) in our patio. (laughs) I forgot about that. Well, the King Tidewood, the owner was just like giving us a heads up. You might want to put these out just in case. It's like, what do you mean? We might want to put these out. Why aren't we higher? (laughs) Remember all that natural beauty? Yeah. Yeah. So there's got to be something about realizing that the wave at breakfast could actually come and take you out. Like, (laughs) it was so nuts. Yes. Are you talking about the breakfast you got at the grocery store? That brings us to another high scoring category, grocery stores, which got a four above average. Yeah, but that wasn't breakfast. (laughs) That was just a damn good fried cinnamon tortilla. Sign me up every time. I'm getting those from La Posta Market. Oh. Those were so good. I literally cried while eating those bunuelos. I couldn't believe that life could be that sweet. I was sitting there in the kitchen, looking at the ocean, eating this delicious cinnamon sugar fried tortilla snack, and I I did cry. I cried. I'm going to admit it. Nice. So awesome. Because the food (laughs) was made with love. It was. (laughs) Like, I still crave the Mexican salsa from La Posta's. So me and a friend of mine, Jerry, have this thing about salsas. We used to do it every time we would game, get some salsa. So uh, Roberto's salsa was the winner (laughs) over in Fort Collins. But point is, like me some salsa. And uh, I also like me some junk food, like Mexican snacks with Mm -hmm. tahini mango. Mm. Oh, yeah. Those tahini mangoes were a party in your mouth. And also, back to the salsa, I just want to... Yeah. Point out that La Posta Market had a fresh salsa bar. So yes. it wasn't just like walk in, get some salsa off the shelf, but you actually had a chef in the back making these fresh salsas. And then you would ask for them to ladle it into a container for you to take home. And mwah, so good. So yeah. good. Well, we got salsa a couple times. And so the one time was like, oh, yeah, you know, just the salsa. Then we went back at like dinner time. And it had all this other food out there. Uh-huh. And it was really funny because I came for the salsa and I'm mainly plant-based now, but the smell of all the meat and mm-hmm. all the good food cooking, I was like, oh, drool. <laughs> so I have a problem with uh, junk food, like yeah. cultural junk food. Naomi mm-hmm. knows it well. 
Yep, it's serious. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime we go to like Japantown in San Jose mm-hmm. or here, La Posta Market, I want the junkiest looking thing that is wrapped up and mm-hmm. they had it. I was in heaven. Yes, the Mexican junk food was lit and La Posta is what bumped IB grocery stores up from an average three to an above average four. Besides La Posta, we shopped at Vons and Grocery Bargain Outlet and tried to go to the farmer's market only to find it wasn't happening over the holidays. That was such a bummer, too, because I was really looking forward to that. Me, too. Yeah. But another grocery store that kind of helped, if nobody knows, I'm a software developer, love all this stuff. And so there's a grocery store called Farm Fresh Market that actually accepted Bitcoin I about dropped my drawers when I saw that. <laughs> I'm the one that pointed out the sign. I'm like, true, look, they accept Bitcoin. And then you and that cashier, you were like spirit animals together. <laughs> yep, it was a Bitcoin bro moment. And it's like, brother, brother, long lost. <laughs> it's like, do you know the value of Bitcoin? It's like, yes, I do. Yeah, that was a really fun experience. And you could tell that Farm Fresh Market, if you were a meat eater, mm-hmm. they had that butcher in the front of the store is obvious that that was their specialty so it was on point just you don't even need to go into the rest of the store they got everything you wanted right there yeah just line it up fat back just whatever. make sure you have your bitcoin ready and you're yeah. good to go but the funny <laughs> thing is i don't think most of his customers knew what bitcoin was because he was shocked when you were like hey bitcoin yeah <laughs> if i had been ready i would have done an exchange just yeah. just for the novelty of doing it it was pretty sweet i really like wanted to sit down and talk to this gentleman because ugh, it just filled me with so many ideas yeah yeah it was a cool moment let's move on to another high score in imperial beach diversity diversity got a four above average and we found over our weeks there that IB is more diverse than surrounding San Diego. It has a strong Mexican and Native American influence. And I don't know why, but it was really funny to hear the story of this person walking from Mexico with the shirt that said, Yo Soy Americano. Hilarious to me. Loved but it. We got a pleasant surprise walking by a Christmas powwow. We were walking down the main strip. And the Native American presence was very evident. Yes, they had a Christmas powwow, sandcastle, all of these tents and um, setups with selling beautiful items. They had food. They had fresh corn on the cob. They had, I don't know what else. I got some French fries. Yeah. And they the blankets were, were beautiful. Oh, yeah. The coats they had said Native pride on the back. Very yeah. cool. It was really neat. And they were out there doing songs and dances and storytelling. And I love stories. Yeah. And the music just taps into me as being a shaman. Like, I love that bassy, drummy, just mm-hmm. the melodic voices out there chanting. It was, it was sweet. beautiful. We were on our way to just get some coffee at Katie's Cafe. And we were arrested by this beautiful moment. I think we stood there for at least a half an hour before we moved on to get our coffee. And then when we came back, they were still going. So we... We joined in on the fun for a little bit and listened to some of their stories. Yeah. I pinned a bunch of the videos onto my Instagram, Broken Path Shaman. Oh, nice. Cool. I'm glad you got this. Um, I hope you captured the goat story that they told at the powwow. I missed that one. Well, 
It was, to me, I actually cried when I was listening to this story. I've been crying a lot, apparently. <laughs> Very <laughs> crying emotional Crying over trip. tortillas, crying <laughs> over goat stories. But basically, um, the young man was talking about how we often admire goats for their sure-footedness, but we don't often think about how they fall off of cliffs. And when they fall, they get back up and keep going. And he said, the lesson of the goat is about getting back up when you fall. I thought that was so beautiful. And I was so inspired that it made me go home and look for videos on YouTube about goats falling off of cliffs. And I actually don't recommend doing that. I agree. That was a little <laughs> traumatizing. I was like, they're not falling. They're being chased. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was a lot of predator and prey action. <laughs> yeah. That was wild. I try to avoid accident videos. Yeah. But <laughs> it was such possible. a great story. Um, yeah. And also the other one other note from that powwow was they talked about Orion, the um, constellation. Oh, yeah. And how it's a guide for their peoples oh, yeah. and I noticed ever ever since that moment I would look up in the sky and I would see Orion shining right over our heads and so I've been watching that uh, constellation ever since so nice now another pleasant point uh, for IB diversity is like so as a black male I was actually surprised that an old white lady approached me in the dark and was very nice and talkative. Like what could have been an awkward situation was completely fine. She was welcoming, helpful, like, thank you, Sally. Yeah, and that was literally the first night we were there. She didn't even know who you were mm -mm. or why you were there. And she, it was amazing that she was just super friendly and welcoming. Yeah, she didn't even flinch. Like not many white folks come up to me in the dark and just start talking pleasantly. Doesn't really happen. That's one of the challenges of the United States. I mean, as a white person, I feel accepted nearly everywhere in this country. But I think where we pick to live and be is more about you feeling safe and welcome as a black man in a white dominated culture. And also about us feeling safe as an interracial couple. I definitely don't want to be in a place where racism is a physical danger to you. Aw, thank you, love. Well, we'll move on to something a little bit more lighthearted. If you didn't know, we give bonus points. That's right, each place can score bonus points. We like to call them unexpected delights. Yes, and IB got a point for its ocean magic. And a point for being close to the border. And maybe the other areas that we visit will also get bonus points but who knows so what was the overall score drum roll please 68 68 by the numbers a rating of 68 is not promising for ib as a home when compared to berkeley which got a 81 and boulder and fort collins which got a 73 this is our lowest scoring city yet so maybe we should pull some tarot cards. I agree. A little divination. Put it in perspective. All right. Do you want to go first? Why, yes. Pulling one card, asking the question, what would it be like to call IB home? So just really quick, I use the handle deck and I pulled the nine of stones. 
handle uses stones instead of pinnacles, if you know anything about this kind of stuff. So the nine of stones calls itself material gain. Hmm. So I really felt blissed out and happy in a lot of ways. And IB, it definitely was sleepy for me, but it was interesting to get this nine of stones card because it really deals with its minor arcana, but deals with like fortune, money, security, comfort, right? Hmm. To the point where I would need to avoid complacency or greed. So not the first thought when living in IB from the month we just spent there, but I could see that because I just found a bunch of tranquility. I found hot salsa. Mm -hmm. There was a powwow that just sang to me, all puns intended. To walk by that powwow was so spiritually impressive, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, because I do have indigenous roots. We actually, if people don't know, a lot of African American slaves would also mingle with Native Americans. So we would have... I think it was a grandmother that was a Native American, but there's some Seminole in my DNA and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I definitely feel connected on that level, even though we come directly from Africa, Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So there is that connection. And yeah, so in a way I could see it. And the card is neat because it has these nine stones placed in front of the ocean, which I thought was a really cool imagery to have on this card. So yeah, pretty sweet. So do I see that today? Not necessarily, but will I see it in six months or so? Who knows? Time and perspective will tell. So I'm using the Luminous Void Tarot deck by Laura Zuthbun, who I mentioned before. Um, She is a tarot reader based out of Oakland, California. And the card I pulled is the Page of Swords, which is another minor arcana card. Um... And for me, the Page of Swords is indicative of sharp intellect and learning, um, also communication. It's a really great card for somebody who's trying to communicate a story or a message. Um, I love this card because it, for me as a writer and author, you know, it's like a great card to pull. It's basically like, yeah, you're going to get your communications out and they're going to sound great and it's a good card. So I'm wondering if in relation to living in Imperial Beach, whether it would be a really inspirational place to do some writing and other forms of communication, um, which I could see because I literally sat and wrote a novel while we were in Imperial Beach. So that feels like the Page of Swords in action. Right, Um, yeah, swinging that sword, nice. Yeah. So that's it. We will probably pull all of these readings together at some point before we make our final choice. But I think we're gathering our data little by little. Yeah. It's really fun to incorporate this in it and then look back over at look back from the end over all of them. So I look forward to it. That's it for us. Four weeks and we're out. But the conversation doesn't have to end there. Tell us what we missed. Share your love for Imperial Beach. We want to hear from you. Email us at hello at hoptoit.fm. Include the city in the subject line. Wish us luck. We're hopping to Point Loma, San Diego. Yeah, we'll be closer to our family. Woo! If you like us and want to hear more, please rate and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Bonus points if you tell two friends. You know how these things start. One friend tells another friend about us. And, and they, they tell, tell two friends, friends and, and they, they tell their friends, and so on, and so on. On the Road with Jack Kerouac and Nay and Trey. Hop to it. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, no. Oscar. It's like, what? You called We're me? running out of time. That's okay. Funny. You, right. to, you go lay down, buddy. You're fine. Oh, too <laughs> <laughs> Triggered Oscar. I did. Oh, I'm boy. sorry, baby. Good I don't want me to do that kind of music. Okay. <laughs> it's like, please, no. <laughs>